Good morning. This is WCNC's Wake Up Charlotte to Go. I'm Sarah French, and here are your top stories. Wake Up Charlotte's Drew Petchamo has the latest from Capitol Hill. Good morning, Ben and Sarah. Trump's arraignment is set for 4 p.m. at a federal courthouse here in D.C. Law enforcement is promising tight security as the former president returns to the nation's capital. Barriers surround a courthouse in Washington, D.C., where former President Trump is set to be arraigned today in front of a federal judge. He's facing four felony counts for what prosecutors say were Trump's efforts to remain in power even after he lost the 2020 election to Joe Biden. Despite Trump's claims that the prosecution is a political hit, his former vice president, Mike Pence, says Trump did pressure him to overturn the election. And on that day, President Trump asked me to put him over the Constitution, but I chose the Constitution, and I always will. After Pence refused, prosecutors say Trump used an angry mob assembled at the Capitol on January 6 to pressure Pence more directly. The indictment says Trump also led a scheme to overturn election results in seven states. Pressuring Mike Pence, gathering false slates of electors, trying to weaponize the Justice Department by sending letters to legislatures suggesting they reconvene and substitute their own slates of electors. It's all of that conduct that is the gist of this case. This is the third indictment for Trump. This one splitting candidates in the Republican primary. But I believe each of these indictments, Brett, reek of politicization. Donald Trump, uh, for the good of the country, should drop out of the race. Voters Absolutely also delight. weighing in. If ever he has earned and deserved something, it's another indictment. If he's on the ballot, my plan is to vote for him. Trump remains the far and away leader in the Republican race and is using his legal troubles to rally supporters and rake in campaign cash. The federal judge presiding over the case is Tanya Chukin. She is an Obama appointee known for handing out tough prison sentences to people involved in the January 6th riot. Reporting from Washington, I'm Drew Petromo, Wake Up Charlotte. Turning to more of today's top stories in your morning rush, the sister of missing Moore County woman Alicia Watts issued a letter asking for answers from Watts' boyfriend, James Dunmore. In the letter, Tammy Utley, Watts' younger sister thanked everybody for their prayers and support before taking aim at Dunmore. Utley ended her message by saying to him that it could have all been prevented. Dunmore has not been charged at this time, but WCNC Charlotte did learn an unnamed woman requested an order of protection against Dunmore in March of this year and complained of a violent relationship. I'm Julia Kaufman in Charlotte, where voters will likely be deciding this fall on whether to approve a school bond for $2.5 billion. Last night, county leaders voted to allow the bond package to be on the ballot this November. The $2.5 billion would be spent on building new schools and renovating facilities, and it would increase most homeowners' property taxes. North Carolina County Election Boards can now issue free photo ID cards in the upcoming election. The voter ID mandate will help register voters make their ballot count if they don't have an acceptable form of an ID. This November will be the first election where North Carolina is requiring voters to show some sort of form of identification. CMS and Union County Public Schools holding career fairs today, hoping to boost staff before the school year gets underway. CMS has openings in transportation, school nutrition, maintenance, and more. That's happening at the South County Regional Library from 10 to 1. And Union County will be seeking substitute teachers and other non-instructional positions at their event. That fair also taking place from 10 to 1 today at the Transportation Center in Monroe. 
And that is it for your morning rush. Time now to connect the dots. When we make the news make sense. Since the pandemic, there's been a big drop in the number of folks going to church, but there's one group in particular who is staying away from Sunday service. Church attendance for middle-aged folks is falling faster than any other age group. Let's connect the dots. Americans in their 40s and 50s often identify with a religion, but they aren't putting their faith into practice. The percentage of people between the ages of 39 to 57 attending church is dropping. It's down 12% from 2020. Why is it happening? According to the Wall Street Journal, middle-aged Americans are busy raising kids, caring for aging parents, and juggling demanding jobs. The pandemic itself is also to blame. Experts believe the time in isolation forced folks to reassess things and figure out what they really believe. Some folks have also grown uneasy with the political polarization in some churches on issues like gay rights. Now churches are feeling the pain with less than half of all U.S. adults belonging to a house of worship. And that is Connecting the Dots. Thanks for listening. You can find all these stories and more right now on WCNC.com. Join the Wake Up Charlotte team weekday mornings on WCNC Charlotte from 4.30 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.